Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Ben! How you been? That's not a, that's not a, a noise I like hearing coming out of your, <laughs> out of your head. What's yeah, going on, fine. Ben? Nothing. That's 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 it. Nothing's going on. Well, you always complain about work. I'm sure something's going mm-hmm. on with work. Well, I guess the the big headline is um, he is risen. He is risen. I'm glad you've accepted the good news. Yeah, we had I, our Easter. It was a beautiful Easter, wasn't it, Ben? It was a lovely, lovely spring day. Sat outside at my mom's most of the day. So oh, did you? Nice. Well, there you go. Did you go to church yeah. with your mom, Ben? No, we're not church-going people. All right, fine. Did you do did anything today? Did you go to today? church with your family? No, I was alone, masturbating all day. Did you uh, <laughs> get outside at all today, besides your happy hour? Because it was even well, nicer today. It was very nice. They, no, the happy hour was good, though. The going away thing for yet another co-worker who's uh, joined the, the exodus away from the crab company I work for. So, Got any leads for yourself there, big guy? Eh, nothing. Still plugging away at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my computer broke, so I had to buy a new one, which I Uh-oh. unemployment isn't a g- great thing to do. Uh, and then I did get one of two shots for the vaccine. There you go. Oh, and my dryer broke. <laughs> so I have oh. all my clothes hanging up in the basement right now. I had to hook up a clothesline. So it's real humid down here, and it looks like I'm a homeless person. Do you got anything else that's happened in your two weeks? Uh, no, but I'm getting my sh- first shot next Monday, so that's exciting. That is exciting, if for no other reason, besides the obvious, being able to go out in public again and not be so terrified, uh, you and I can probably next month sometime start doing the show in person again. I, I think that seems reasonable, right? Yeah, because you got to wait, like, what, three weeks after your last shot or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So. Yeah, so by the time... I'll be all done, then you'll get yeah. yours, and then maybe next month, at the end of next month, we'll be able to do it. Yeah. You have an empty seat over here. It's been waiting for you this whole goddamn time. So so that's something to look forward to. There you go. And we can lick each other if we want, I guess. I don't know. All sorts of things we could do. Uh, excuse me, I didn't catch that? I said we could lick each other. Why would we be licking each other exactly? Just because we can, because we're vaccinated. So there's no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't I just put my fingers in your mouth and then put my fingers in my own mouth? Why do I have to specifically lick each other? Well, we can do that too. I mean, we're not—we don't have to just stop after one activity. I mean, we can—we're uh, fully vaccinated. The, the sky's the limit here. Why don't we share scenario. a beer back and forth? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, these are all excellent ideas. I, I like where you're going with this. Why don't we switch shirts? That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. If I if I come over wearing a shirt, I'll switch it with yours. I, yeah, that's <laughs> you another fantastic idea. Sh- <laughs> yeah, if I happen to have a shirt you, on, we can trade it. Yeah. All those times you showed up without a shirt and just be like, "Oh, it's a it's a topless night, huh?" And then you're like, "Yep, take yours off, pop it off, man. We gotta do the show." Yeah. So. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps up our crappy intro. <laughs> <laughs> They're just getting uh, worse. We've been surviving, trying to keep 
ourselves sounding interesting this last year, but uh, yeah. I think we've yeah, finally was... reached our limit. We just cannot. I've, Pre-show banter is just down the tubes, thanks to yeah, the pandemic. I've, I've run out of steam. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, get into Backyard Blast Bird Blurb? Yeah, play that music. There's the music, Ben. So, do you got anything from Gretchen relating to birds now that we've had this nice early spring? Gretchen's Backyard Blast Bird Blurb. This week, we'll talk a bit about the state bird of Minnesota, the common loon. Males and females look the same. Hmm. They have the familiar black and white coloring with a black bill and red eyes during the breeding season. How can they tell each other apart? Is she going to explain that? I don't know. (laughs) I I haven't read this yet. We'll find out. I'm not sure where this paragraph is going. All right, fine. Go. In the winter, they have an entirely gray body and gray bill. They prefer clear lakes because they hunt for fish by sight. Their legs are set so far back that they have a hard time walking on land. Hmm. God. That's it? it? Is she going to make me? No. It's... Oh. Oh. She's going to make you do a noise? Oh, I don't God. know. Do well, it. maybe not. A unique <clears throat> call suggests the wild laughter of a demented person <laughs> and led to the phrase crazy as a loon. Oh. Go on. The young ride on the backs of their swimming parents. They Uh are very sensitive to disturbances and will abandon their nest. What kind of noise do they make when they're... They migrate to southern states, the Gulf Coast, and Mexico. Um, Yeah, I don't know what noise they make that wasn't uh, outlined here. You're not giving it a try. It wasn't... It's not described in here. Sorry, I can't... I'm not just going to make something up, you know? I need to... I'm not going to go off script. Fine. Did, did, when you lived through the eighties, do you knock, remember knock. in the eighties when? Nope. Do knock, you remember knock. in the eighties when knock, people knock. used to do loon call uh, competitions? That was a big deal. No, I don't remember that. Oh, it was like on the news all the time. All through the eighties, for some reason, the state bird is just I, okay. Big, I, I doubt it was on the news all the time. Uh, local news for sure. It definitely was. It was like <laughs> once a year they would have at the state fair this like loon call competition, and they show just like five or ten minutes worth of people doing their impression of the bird and I as a kid I'm like why are they doing this I don't understand <laughs> like why do adults want to make this noise it's not going to make them famous but you won't do it I again I don't know what the noise is all ah, I, all I know is what, what do you think it sounds like I don't know it suggests the laughter uh, the wild laughter of a demented person I don't know what that means why don't you just give it a shot what does it feel like to you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty close. Okay, okay. What's the, it's a knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? Knock-knock. Luke. Luke who? Luke through the peephole and find out. <laughs> God damn it. That was actually pretty clever. I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, then you'll love the next one. Knock-knock. Knock-knock. Yeah. Who's, Who's there? Figs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it just ended there. Figs who? Uh, figs the doorbell. It's not working. Oh, oh, that's just adorable. Isn't it? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it competes with your false laughter from the last one, but it's pretty good. Uh, again, that was very genuine laughter last episode. <laughs> that was one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard in my life. What did you, uh, 
So is that it for the jokes? Are we done with Gretchen? Yeah, we're done with Gretchen. Thanks, Gretchen. Thanks, Fantastic Gretchen. Fantastic as always. Let's move on to What's Up? Uh, new books for teens that slap. Yeah! <laughs> don't 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 make that a thing you do for the teen section. All right, this is the part where we read new and upcoming uh, teen literature from Penguin yeah! Random House Books. This week, it's the book Kisses and Croissants by Anne Sophie Jahanano. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to pronounce that. I, I don't think you pronounced that right, and I think it's kind of racist how you said it. Probably, <laughs> probably racist, I suppose. I'm sorry, what's this book called? It's called Kisses and Croissants. Are you going to do that thing where you sit there and read it along with me? Yes. Can't you just trust me? No, because you always fuck something up. I got to be on the ball here. About Kisses and Croissants. Because we're a team. We're a team. Kisses and Croissants. (laughs) As sweet as a macaroon from the La With writing as crisp as a freshly baked baguette, this romantic novel set in Paris about an American ballerina and a charming French boy is parfait for fans of American royals and Netflixes uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Mia Genreau has always known she's destined to be a professional ballerina. In fact, it's in her blood. According to family legend, her too-many-greats-to-count grandmother once danced for the Paris Opera and was painted by Degas. Degas. How would you pronounce that? It's an artist, and I should know how to pronounce it. I went to art school, but suddenly I'm having a mental hiccup. Uh, I think he nailed it both times, even though they were different. All right, fine. Uh, Himself. Yeah, Degas. There we go. Her parents say it's just a fantasy. I'm reading. Uh, But to Mia, (laughs) it's just so much more than that. It's her fate. Mia is planning to spend a magical summer in France pursuing a dream, but she is pirouettes. Oh, as she pirouettes into Paris, she soon realizes it may be a bit more complicated than she hoped. For starters, there's her rival, Audrey who will stop at nothing to show her up. Then there's her ballet instructor, who's impossibly high standards, push her to the breaking point, and then, dot, 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 there's Lewis. Uh, no. Devastatingly, distractingly, uh-huh. charming Lewis. Yeah. He's eager to show Mia his city, and Mia is more than happy to hop on his Vespa and wrap her arms around him as they pass the gleaming lights of the Eiffel Tower. Mia's summer was supposed to be about ballet, but there's no reason Paris is called... Oh, there is a reason Paris is called the City Love. Yeah, let's move on. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's give a little praise. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> praise for kisses and croissants? Uh, is it the New York Times bestseller? You know, it's not. How does that happen? But one of the uh, the reviewers is a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, uh-huh. A charming story about family, first love. Is it, and is it Steve Harvey? Dreams. No, Steve Harvey. Oh. Isn't he a New York Times bestseller? Is he the one reviewing this book? <laughs> Steve Harvey, the guy I think who's dead, the sports announcer. Oh, no, Paul the Harvey. guy. I'm thinking Steve Paul Harvey, Harvey, the uh, yeah, jump guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was thinking Paul Harvey. I'm like, wow, you're making quite a reference. No, there. no. No, no. There's a book boys callback. To, Grab to a croissant summer. because this book will leave you smiling, swooning, and desperate to visit Paris. Catherine McGee, New York Times bestselling author of American Royals. First of all, I want to say Catherine McGee 
is probably a fake name. And I don't think there is a book <laughs> called American Royals. I think it's a completely made up praise that they just put in there with fake authors and fake books. I mean, yeah, the closest book I can think of is Double Dirty Royals, but that's different. <laughs> and you don't see that author doing very many reviews. <laughs> yeah, where's uh, where's Parker Gray chiming in with uh, praise for the uh, YA fiction? Exactly. Well, Kisses and Croissants by Anne-Sophie Jahananu. Uh, it's a hardcover, 1899, comes out April 6th. So That's tomorrow. Oh, is it? Yeah, crap, you're right. Today's the 5th. You can get it at Books A Million. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I Yeah, think I think your your best bet is to head over to bookshop.org. Because oh, they're on a yeah. mission to financially support independent booksellers. Bookshop.org. <laughs> God damn it. Well, let's talk about the book. Background on the book, there's almost nothing, except that it was published no. February 2nd, 2021. It's too new. I can't get any info on this. Except that apparently it's supposed to be part of a series that's coming out. So it's not just this book. There's going to be like two more, I guess. Oh, goody. Yeah, some other review on this book that I read uh, mentioned that. And I was like, oh, well, it makes sense because I did find some background on the author, but only uh, on her own website. Yeah, that's there's not much out there on her, is there? No, there's no Wikipedia or nothing, which I thought was kind of weird. No. Uh, Anna Carey is the author of This Is Not The Jess Show, uh, which hit the shelves February 2nd, 2021. I'm just reading this straight from the website. Yep. She's also the author of the Eve trilogy, Eve, Once, Rise, and the Blackbird yeah. series. Blackbird, Deadfall. Like <laughs> What's that? Well, I would just like to know more about Anna Carey, the author, and what makes her tick. What does she like? What does I she know. not like? I'm missing the facts that I always look forward to is when was she born? Where was she born? What's the name of her parents? The stuff you always get on Wikipedia you normally well, skim she's over. Bo- I, th- she, um, I was surprised looking at her picture. She's actually your age, Glenn. Wow, she looks like she's 20. Really? I know. I, 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 yeah, I, found, I think she's 46 or 47 or something. I, I think I saw somewhere. Unless it was a different Anna Carey. I don't know. I didn't Mother. do a ton of research. Oh. All well, I know is that she dislikes pennies, paper receipts, and tuna fish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she went to New York University and has an MFA from Brooklyn College, where she was the recipient of the Hyman Brown Award. I know who Hyman Brown is. He was an old radio show producer of, like, okay. suspense and all these other, like, kind of horror radio shows. Because my dad was really into them, so I grew up listening to him. Uh, so funny that she got that, because Hyman Brown, I don't know, weird. Uh, she likes miniatures, subway-generated wind, flea markets, chalkboard silhouettes, dance-offs, Arnie Palmer's, uh, top-of-your-lungs car singing, and then you jumped in and you wrecked it. I was just going to say, and she dislikes pennies, and then I'd sit quietly. Oh, well, I mean, you can... <laughs> but you already listed off the rest. Well, you can clean that up and post if you want. Do you want nope, to try too again? late. Too late, you walked Sorry all over that my I plans. Stole your thunder. I don't like that you're all prepared and you're suddenly offering things here because normally I just like, oh, I'm going to be the one talking, and then all of a sudden you jump in with facts, you son of a bitch. Fine. <laughs> why don't you, since you're wrecking everything, why don't you give your overview of the book? All right, all right, all right. glad you're ready for this plot summary. Yes. Okay. Uh, have you seen the movie The Truman Show? <laughs> It's exactly that and nothing else. <laughs> We've only read half. We don't know where this is going. 
Okay, okay, okay. Glenn, let me, let me give you a rundown show. of the Go plot ahead. of the first half of This Is Not The Just Show, okay? Mm-hmm. You ready? Uh, do you remember that movie, The Truman Show? Uh, let me think. Yeah, I do. Okay, well, the first half of this book is exactly that <laughs> and, and nothing else. It's a complete unoriginal waste of time. Oh, wow. You actually might have a differing opinion. I... Well, should we? Is that it? Is that your review? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That fine. that is, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey's character is played by a high school girl. That's the only difference between this is not the Just Show and the Truman Show so far. That's, Maybe the second half of the book will have some sort of twist. And uh, you said this is the first of a trilogy, so they're going to really stretch this out. But so far, it's the fucking Truman Show set in the high school instead of uh, young no. adulthood or whatever Jim Carrey was. You're absolutely right. I'm not uh, disagreeing with any of that because it is just the Truman Show set in the high school. <laughs> and instead yeah. of Jim Carrey, it's a, a high school girl. Yeah. Uh, basically, Jess has a normal childhood, except that her sister has a disease called Guggenard's disease. I don't think I'm yep, saying Yep, that's it. not real. No, it, it's it not doesn't real. matter if you mispronounce it because it's made up. Yeah, it's made up. Uh, her sister Sarah has Guggenheim. It's a ra- it's a rare blood disorder, is what Jess. Yeah, is, I and she's slowly dying. Yeah, she lives a sad life where she just lays in bed all the time, and Jess has to come and bring her like snacks and try to cheer her up and that kind of thing. Uh, but of course, we don't know that this is a fake disease because it's a Truman Show. Uh, so I hear, I see that, and I'm like, did the author just make up a disease because the author didn't want to think of a real one? What's happening here? Uh, she has the hots for her childhood friend Ty. Is it Tyler? Because he keeps calling him Ty. Yeah. All right. Uh, even though everyone wants her to date a guy named Patrick Kramer. Yeah, it's pro- it's problematic because Ty's a ginger, and uh, it's the and that actually gets pointed out later that the, the yeah. nobody wants a ginger. Um, no. But no. she likes him. They grew up together, which I thought that's gross. Like you've literally grown up watching him. I don't know, poop himself or something or uh, whatever. Like because he was people, very young. But uh, that happens all the time. People in childhood friends get married. I mean, I don't know. That's not that weird, but they're like, But they're like best friends. So they spend a lot of time together as children. And as she got older, she learned to like them, which I'm not against this. I'm just saying I personally don't understand it. Because I'd be like, I've seen them eat their own boogers and stuff. Like, you're you're just like a brother or sister to me at that point. But in this story, she falls for him. Uh, everyone wants her to date Patrick. I got a quote about Patrick Kramer, which is... Uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't enough that he was six foot three and started on every varsity soccer team, but last February he'd been at the Empire State Building when a guy opened fire on the observation deck and he jumped in front of a group of third graders, bringing them all to the ground. Known as Hurt, uh, he'd even given interviews to STV News. Uh, he'd been in every paper with the headlines of Young Hero Saves Third Grade Class and Bravery at the Empire State Building. But it was yeah. more than a year ago, and he's still trying to work in a, every conversation. And then one of her friends say, you don't need to talk to enjoy his abs. So everyone wants her to date Patrick. He's supposed to like Patrick because he's a handsome hero, but she just doesn't like him. Uh, there's a flu going around, which I'm like, okay, so this... I already know there's an iPod or iPhone or something involved in this story. So apparently there's like a, a horrible pandemic, and then someone from the future is going to come. Uh, so then her friend Amber drops an iPod. Uh, and then when Jess asks about it, Amber's just like, oh, stop talking about it. My dad works for Apple. It's a prototype. And then they move on. And I was like, where is this going? So I didn't see the Truman Show thing coming yet. So I was just kind of annoyed by the book. Uh, oh, I was annoyed by it, too. Yeah. And then, and then I got more annoyed by it. <laughs> what sucked? Uh, I kept picking up things that were annoying uh, like cheesy lines, really heavy-handed 90s references, weird teen culture, and 
and stuff, and I was just like, but th- but they're actually all part of the Shum- the Truman Show twist. So then I couldn't dis- I couldn't be upset about it anymore. I was like, oh, yeah. I was more upset just by how like simplistic the book and the writing is. It's like super oh. short chapters and really, I don't know. It felt like it is super I, short chapters. I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, the structure and the writing was just super simple. It, it just it felt like the Babysitters Club book almost. It was just like this really. Yeah, really easy to digest. I, like I feel like the author has a low opinion of her readers. Oh, well, that's a that's an interesting little uh, opinion to take. I was just sort of thinking, eh, it's her audience, right? Like she's probably going for really young kids with this. Uh, but yeah, so the sh- I don't know. I was trying to figure that out because I mean, there's some like mature it is very things like, going on, but just so simplistically written. So I was struggling with that. There's well, yeah. There's because the she's like going sister. to the party and she's complaining how she can't get drunk, and then like, yeah, that's you're right. That's true. Because yeah, everything she drinks, she can never get drunk, which is not a thing. But now that we know there's a Truman Show twist, it's just that they don't give her real alcohol. Yeah, so everyone yeah. pretends to be drunk and stuff, and yeah, I don't know. So there's really cheesy dialogue, which I thought was just part of the characters not being well developed and a bad writer. Yeah, um, and that yeah, so it's just more. It turns out it's more that the characters are bad. They're bad acting. actors, and they've been they've yeah. been given really crappy lines. So one of the yeah. quotes being uh, when she's talking to Patrick at the party, he says, "Yeah, I don't think this is my scene either. It can be hard to relate. Everyone's getting high or talking about stupid, meaningless stuff like the yearbook superlatives, superla- superlatives. I feel really separate sometimes, like I'm watching a movie. Superlatives, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> like I'm watching a movie of it all, uh, and it's all happening in front of me, but I'm not a part of it, especially after last year. And I was like, wow, that's the guy trying to be deep. Like, that's an attempt at trying to write a character being deep and brooding, like holding Caulfield or something. But I found out later, no, it's just bad dialogue. Um, yeah. There's where she was talking to Ty and saying, uh, I know I told everyone I was going to go to UCLA. I said, California is the absolute farthest point from New York, from Swickley, where the town they live in. Palm trees and endless sunshine and whatever. It just all seems silly now. Then he says, it's not silly. We, sh- we wouldn't have the electricity or movies or museums filled with great art if people didn't dream. Like, where would we be if Matisse thought dreaming was silly? And then he also says, big things can happen in small towns. He says, squeezing her hand, uh, even places like in Swickley. Oh, yeah, what kind of things? I don't know. People make art, music, people fall in love. And I was just rolling. I was like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> yeah. But it, then again, yeah. makes sense. Uh, 90s references. Uh, Kristen pulls on a baby doll tee and plops down her bench to lace up her Doc Martens. Uh, Patrick Kramer standing uh, with his iconic red and black North Face fleece. Uh, they yep. talk about the Chumbawamba song a lot, and I'm like, nobody. Uh-huh. I lived through the '90s. No one talked about the Chumbawamba song. No one broke well, down. Well, it, it <laughs> was it was played nonstop on the radio. So, yeah, that was a thing. Uh, and then the weird team culture. When they're going to go to the party, there's a password, which is New England clam chowder. I went to a lot of parties and stuff when I was in high school and everything. Uh, like creepy, <laughs> yeah. creepy ones in Minneapolis and stuff. And there was no passwords, especially no. not New England clam chowder. No. But the one that made me stop, and then I'm done listing this off. The one that really made me stop was when her sick sister is talking about how she got a friend in England who's sending her a book about something called Harry Potter. Yeah. And then she goes, it's really great. I have a feeling it's going to be huge. There's supposed to be seven. And yeah. I was thinking, like, I don't think when they wrote the when J.K. No. Rowling wrote the first book that she planned on making seven. I was like, what's going on with this book? Did they just are they just really lazy with all these '90s references they're dropping in? But then you find out it's we don't know what time. It must be in the the aughts 
because they have an iPod instead of an iPhone. Uh, and uh, well, I don't know if it's later than that though, because Tyler was talking about like how many followers he had and stuff too. So is that more? Yeah, that's true. So that was implying more Instagram to me. I, I thought, don't know. So I thought that her friend dropped an iPod, like a big honking white one. Yeah, I know. But or did I get confused? Was it actually just a phone? I have no. Well, idea. I don't know. I that's what I couldn't figure out. I think it was an iPod though, right? Because they talked about the button on the front, so it sounded like yeah. it was like the old click wheel one. But then, yeah, Tyler was talking about social media stuff, so it felt later. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what, what yeah. the year is, but yeah, it's not 1998. We know that. No, and they all have to pretend like it's 1998, so they're just, like, wearing the clothes and talking about the things they think they should be talking about from the references they're handed. So, what started out as very annoying, I was like, oh, uh, that was actually kind of clever, I thought. Like, why is all this writing so bad? Why are all the references so heavy-handed? Why is all the dialogue horrible? Like, oh, it's because they're all actors, and, like, I'm clearly going to have to ignore the Truman Show connection as I continue reading, but so far that was kind of clever, I thought. But there's this looming shadow of the Truman Show hanging over me where it's like, even ignoring the Truman Show, she finds out from Ty because like, he gets in the bathroom with her and she knows something's wrong because her dog got switched out with another dog and she can tell it's not the same yeah. one. And nobody will acknowledge it. And all her friends are being weird and stuff and constantly hounding her about this Patrick guy. And so then she says to him, like, what's going on? I feel like something's going on. So he finally admits to her that she's in a show. Her parents started out as influencers, and they decided that they wanted to make their life like a show, which made me think it was just, like, modern version of just, like, live streaming everything that you do. But um, apparently when they had a kid they decided to create a fake world for this kid instead of what we have people doing now, which is they just have their kids a part of their like YouTube videos and the kid knows it's an audience watching and they ham it up and it's really hard to watch. So here they, for some reason decided to make this fake world for the kid versus just being like a live broadcast. So she finds all this out. She finds out all her friends are fake. um, And then she's, that's kind of where it left off. Like, now she's kind of got to decide what to do. Uh, her sister fake dies, but her sister was trying to give her some hints about what was going on. And so then when she's on yeah, the Yeah, and there's, there's, a little, there's a little mystery we're going to have to pick up in the second half of the book about that with a certain sticker in yes, the CD case. Yes, there's a sticker on the CD because you know she's got to mm-hmm. have those CD covers with every CD in her big her big CD yeah. briefcase. Yeah, so that's, that's a clue. That's a mystery we're going to unravel in the yeah. second half of this book. But her sister was trying to squeeze her hand to let her... I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've seen the Truman Show. How did it play out in the movie? Because it's going to be presumably exactly the same in this book. I don't know. So here's what I think. (laughs) As an author writing a book, and if you're an author that's clever enough to make your readers sit through bad dialogue and heavy-handed 90s references and stuff, that you're... That's clever enough. It's clever. It's clever. So I, mean, I had yeah, to go through the pain of like, what the fuck am I reading? And I'm like, oh, it's because everyone's an actor. Oh, okay. So it's like, okay, you're not a bad writer per se. You also know that everyone knows what the Truman Show is. So I'm thinking if we read the last half of the book, the Truman Show thing is going to be forgivable to some degree. Something about it's going to be different or Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it will be. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. assuming that too. I certainly hope so. But I don't. I so, don't think this so author far, is just like just, guiding us through this idea that's already been taken back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like me uh, redoing Star Wars 
it's just like, yeah, I know we all know what Star Wars is. I'm making my own version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be exactly the same, but uh, get this. Luke Skywalker's a woman. <laughs> yeah, and he's a teenager. <laughs> uh, and he can't trust his friends. Well, what's good? Uh, the twist explaining all the stuff I had to read. That's what was good for me. I have a little bit better attitude towards this book, or maybe maybe the roles have changed where I could not stand La Belle Sauvage and you had hope for it. Now I think I think I'm getting the impression that we've switched positions on this book. Uh, yeah, I you know I read the first half of this in one sitting last night, and I was annoyed by the time I got done with it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do. Um, I think it would be really funny if it is exactly the same as the Truman Show for the whole book. Um, <laughs> and never acknowledges like, it. <laughs> yeah, just like how spectacularly lazy and unoriginal that would be. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping for that. I, I, yeah, I'm with you, though. I think there's got to be something different coming up at there's, the end yeah. of this. So, um, there's there's got to be something where we're both like, oh, okay, that's that's why this is going on. Got it. Yeah. Like, you can't ignore the Truman Show. But But so far, yeah, I'm not... I'm not into it yet. So okay, well let's. Yeah. It's a gamble. We'll see who's right. Uh, under what the hell? I just wrote. I wanted this to be about a time traveler, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> well, maybe it is. We don't know that yet. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, that but could be the, the Truman Show twist that we're looking for, Ben. Probably not. But yeah, it could be. Yeah, probably not. I got a couple quotes that I thought stood out as kind of weird. Uh, upperclassmen would go off campus for lunch, and there are only two places, uh, McDonald's or Jerry's, this pizza place with an owner who is 500 years old and spit when he talked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Jerry. Idea, the idea of someone spitting when they talk is like, well, that just seems insulting. And also, when the sister dies, the parents are going through all the stuff in her room to clear everything out to make sure that there's nothing that could, like, give away that, that Jess is on a show by yeah. accident, like a... I don't know, like a movie. like an iPod or something. Yeah, like an iPod or something. Exactly. Uh, she's got Babysitters Club dolls, Ben. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. We've read the Babysitters Club. Yeah. We got to get at some of these dolls. Do they exist? <laughs> Are they real? I've never heard of a baby. What do you make a Babysitters Club doll out of? It's all you got is those crappy paintings from the '80s on the covers of all the books. It's not like there's like. I want one. Do they look like Barbie dolls. What do they look like? <laughs> I don't know. I um, well, shit. Do they exist? Are you looking it up? <laughs> yeah, they exist, and apparently they're collectors' items. Hold on, now I have to look. Because because you can get the complete set uh, for <laughs> nineteen hundred dollars. Oh my god, these things! Yeah, they're not giving these things away, are they? Ninety-eight dollars for the complete set from Etsy, Babysitters Club. What do these things look like? I need to know. I mean, they're they're dolls. I mean, I don't know. They're totally generic and dumb. That's the thing. It's because yeah, the, the little... Babysitter's Club doesn't have, like, a photo of someone so you know what they look like, and then the doll version has to look like them. They just look like generic Barbie dolls. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, so, no, I don't want them. Those are just dumb. What's with the time? You don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on little plastic <laughs> girls. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Would we recommend the first half of this book? I say, eh, I got to wait, I guess, until I read the uh, rest. I'd say just watch the movie The Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got anything you want to read for Ben's Corner, Ben? Uh, so so for my, my corner this week, I'm going to uh, read a passage from uh, when Jess is at, at this party. Uh, Patrick's mm-hmm. there. Patrick Kramer, he's the, the tall 
physically attractive young man that uh, everyone really would like to see get together for tennis. Now, the rumor is uh, he's going to use this party as a, a menu to ask uh, Jess out to the, the upcoming dance. Heck yeah. Um, so so they're, they're talking a little bit here. Patrick, I think, is... <laughs> You're making it sound so weird. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm just trying to set the scene here, okay? We're at a party. Well, you're uh, kinda, I think we're you're in... kind of mumbling to yourself like a pervert as if you're watching this through a window. Yeah, anyway, so we're, we're at this, <laughs> this high school party, all right? And uh, <clears throat> if, you, if, you, if you look into the kitchen, I think you'll, you'll see Patrick and Jess talking to each other. So what is your scene? Patrick moved closer, tipping down so we were eye level. I had a jolt of nervousness, like I was taking a test I hadn't prepared for. This is good. Christ- Kristen was right. Patrick Kramer was flirting with me. <laughs> I kind of like the Wolf Den, that place on Main Street where they have live music twice a week. My voice got all weird and pitchy. It's 16 and over now to get in. <laughs> I love this voice. You're Louis Anderson. <laughs> Patrick leaned against the wall and stared off like I just said something incredibly profound. <laughs> I was I was 99% sure he'd never been to the Wolf Den, but even if I was right, he didn't ask about it. Yeah, I don't think this is my scene either. It can be hard to relate. <laughs> Everyone's getting high or talking about stupid, meaningless stuff like the yearbook superlatives. I feel really separate sometimes, like I'm watching a movie of it all, that it's all happening in front of me, but I'm not part of it, especially after last year. (laughs) He didn't look at me as he said it, and I knew that was my cue. We were supposed to have some deep conversation about what happened that day at the Empire State Building. You're a hero, I'd say, resting my hand on his chest. Tell me what it's like. I have to uh, go to the bathroom. <laughs> I slipped past him, immediately wishing I'd found a better excuse that I'd said anything but that. <laughs> I just wanted to get rid of him, not make it seem like I had explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I love that when she speaks, when she imagines what she's going to say in her head, you see, you read it normally. <laughs> <laughs> But then when she physically speaks, it's your screechy Louis Anderson voice. (laughs) Well, I think that's a a common thing. I think um, we all (laughs) sound different in our head than when we do when we hear ourselves. That's that's why it's so jarring to hear your voice, um, you know, when you've been recorded and you hear your own voice. It's it's jarring because it sounds different in your own own head. And I think that's what I was going for with this particular reading is that Jess... You know, to herself, she she sounds different than what she sounds like to the rest of the world. And In your uh, own head, when you're thinking your thoughts, do you hear your idealized voice, or do you just hear a series of dolphin barks? What's going on? What do you sound like in your own head? Um, I actually I think in French, um, <laughs> which is weird. I don't know French, um, but it's got to be a really over the top. Kind of bigoted yeah. version. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, just Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Except, <laughs> yeah, pretty I'm much. I'm not going to try to do an impression. Yeah, okay. so that, that's what's going on in my brain, and then it comes out like this, like what you're hearing now. So it's, yeah, well, it's the brain's the brain's a mystery. I, I don't know how to explain it. It is. There's a, so many chambers to the human mind that we'll never fully understand. I just appreciate that I hear this version of your voice and not your. Highly racist French Pepe Le Pew version. Well, let's move on to wrapping it up.
Okay, Ben. So, we're on the fence with this book. I am not completely against it. You are not a fan, but your uh, opinion might change. Uh, I'm yeah, you know, I'm I'm nothing if not open-minded, so uh <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> my mind will change, but uh yeah, not not impressed so far. All right, fine. Uh so, going to record again in 2 weeks. What do you want to do? Um, I don't know. We could just do it in one week, couldn't we? Yeah, I if can. You want, I feel like this is a really quick read for me, so I don't think we need to stretch off for two weeks. All right, fine. We'll do a, We'll do it next week then. Yeah, oh. fuck it. We'll do it next week. And by the way, uh, 180 followers on Twitter. You're welcome, Ben. Yeah, I noticed that you took over my Instagram duties too. Like, I don't, I did I don't know what I do anymore. I kind of gave up on Instagram again. You don't really get a whole lot of people interacting. And okay. it's a lot of work. Like, you go through and you like people's stuff. All the stuff that works on Twitter. You like people's stuff on Twitter. You might comment on something that they said. Uh, you post something. People follow you. They comment on what you posted. Instagram, it's just dead. I can't get anyone to interact. So I give up again. I tried. You can take it over. If you can figure out the mystery of Instagram, it's all yours. I just kind of like to amuse myself with, like, the hashtags that are kind of related to the content, but not really, and just seeing what what sort of random likes we get from people who obviously don't care. And they yeah, just the likes are, are usually just people that you know. Yeah, <laughs> or they're I just seen. liking, or they're just liking a random hashtag. Like I'll just use random hashtag to like relate to the picture or something, but don't actually relate to anything that we talked about. And true, you just get you just get weird random likes from people who aren't. <laughs> clearly aren't interested in the content and didn't read the post. Well, or, like, bots. when we get a like from the author whose book we called uh, Saccharine Drivel. When and did this happen? That was when we read that stupid Christmas jars book. Like, a year later, we got a oh, like from the author, right. and I had referred to the book in the Instagram post as Saccharine Drivel. And they liked And it. a year later, he liked the post. <laughs> like, so that's... That's what keeps. That's my motivation on Instagram is uh, moments like that. <laughs> Thank you, Jason F. Wright, for clearly not reading my post before you liked it. So uh, that's funny. Keep, keep churning out that saccharine drivel, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> and I love that the lack of heart in his writing also reflects on the lack of heart he puts into his fan base when he just like randomly likes anything and doesn't even look at it. <laughs> Remember when I went on a Josh Gad thing for a while and I was trying to get him to talk to us on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> that was embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah, that, that never panned out. I was like, boy, if I can get Josh Gad to listen to our show, <laughs> things are going to really turn around for us. <laughs> well, all right. With that, uh, I guess we'll be back in a week uh, to review the last half of this book. Thanks for listening. I know. Well, I mean, at least she's planning out a three-parter so she can get that New York Times bestselling. What the hell was that? It's my new paper shredder. Are you literally shredding papers? Yeah. Why? What are you shredding? I just some check when I got a credit card application in the mail today. <laughs> you just rip it up and throw it in the uh, recycling. No one looks. Yeah, it's way more fun with the shredder, though. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a guy that had a shredder and used it all the time, and he was a weirdo, and I don't like him. <laughs> no, it's good, but it's good for like, uh, like I just switched banks, so I like it can shred cards, so I shredded up my old debit card. So, all right, fine. Oh, I've got to send you 
the before and after picture of uh, I finally got my my ID came today, my state ID. Okay. And so, anyways, I finally got it, and I have a curse that every time I ever take a picture, and my kids make fun of me. Every time I ever take a picture for my IDs, I always look high or drunk and very smug. <laughs> and so my daughter was like, she's literally texted me like, hey, take a picture of your driver's license photo. I want to show my friends. And I'm like, no, fuck off. Don't make fun of me. And she's like, no, just do it. Just do it, you old man. So then I send it. And she's like, yeah, everyone's laughing. You look so fucked up. I'm like, God damn. It's like, why do you look so smug? One of my friends is asking. I'm like, God, shut up. So I'm sending this to you now. <laughs> Above is my old ID and below is my new one. And you can see that I've not only gotten worse with the high smug, but I've also gotten older. <laughs> and my haircut looks fucking weird for some reason. <laughs> I just texted it to you. Okay. So, okay, what am I? <laughs> <laughs> look at the top one where I look... I look drunk and smug. Yeah. And then the bottom one where I look like I'm balding more and I'm high and even more smug and old. I know you look so <laughs> satisfied with yourself. In the bottom. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's a fucking curse. I can't get away from it. I cannot take a normal photo. <laughs> so I said to my kids and they're like, one of my daughters is like, what happened to your eyebrows? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> If you liked what you heard on this episode of The Book Boys, how about you check out the website? Go over to nuzzlehouse.com. There you can see all of the previous episodes of The Book Boys, as well as Glenn's other project, Leaves of Glenn. Also there, there's a link to our affiliate shop at bookshop.org. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzlehouse. Bookshop.org is on a mission to financially support independent booksellers. Also... Find us and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Insta. Now, careful, this one's a little backwards. We're there at House Nuzzle, not Nuzzle House. That's House Nuzzle on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and slide into our DMs if you have any praise or suggestions or complaints. We'll take anything. Please just pay attention to us and interact with us. Thank you for listening.